Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not Duffy and Dilly. Don't go around willy Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you could find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like The Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and with me via the Zoom studio is a man who you're going to find out why very specifically his story resonated with me, and he doesn't even know this yet, but I'm a child of divorce, and I grew up in a divorce household, and so I saw the ups and downs, the good, the bad, and then it's not until I was an adult, like in my 30s, that I learned so much more about what was going on behind the scenes, and I feel like if I had a show or a podcast or something to listen to to, to support me during that time, it would have made a world of difference, but... It's my honor to introduce Mr. Jonathan Emery. Jonathan, how are you today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm really sorry that I totally caught you off guard. I know we just did a whole pre-show, and yeah. I didn't even mention that you know I was a child of divorce, and that was one of the biggest reasons. When you messaged me, I was like, "Yes, got to have him on." But yeah. you're it, good. Yeah, wherever you want me to begin, I, I can go back to my childhood as as well. You know, I just kind of share that, which I probably have never shared with too many people yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I. You know, it's funny because. Growing up and, you know, obviously you'll tell your story about divorce and, and moving through it, you know, divorce doesn't just hit the two people involved with it. it. It impacts a lot of people. It impacts, you know, kids, cousins, families. Like I, I still have stories like, and memories of my childhood of like the bad stuff, but also so many of the good things. And now it's, it's funny because both my parents have remarried. They got divorced. I'm, I'm 36. So 30 years ago, they got divorced. And it's so funny looking back on it now. And then we do like a family event and like my step parents on either side are like talking to each other. And mm -hmm. it's so strange now. And it's wild how that sort of thing changes. But for our listeners, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself first? Yeah. So as of now, I do have a full-time job still, but I also had a podcast, which I do post at night, primarily people coming on, sharing their journeys in life all different journeys. You know what I mean? It doesn't, I don't really care where they're coming from, or what they went through, as long as they're open and vulnerable to talk about whatever they want to share, you know? So that's been a blessing in disguise. That's been for over a year. I do have a son who's almost 14, a daughter who's almost 11 or is 11, I'm sorry. And I have a dog, which you might see in the background every once in a while. Running around. That's fine. We have a cat who's going to be running around at some point. Don't worry. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Uh, for you, you, you mentioned having a full-time job now. Why is that so significant? Well, I gotta, I gotta have it to support myself and the kids, you know, and, and the house that we had them born and raised in for the time being, you know? So yeah, I have to have that. Unfortunately, in a, in a way, you know, where I don't want to have something like that, I do have to have that, the support, that part. And obviously there's child support and all that good stuff to go with it too. Yeah. So oh, I lost you. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. we, there we go. You got me? Yep. Yeah, okay. I got you. All right. I'll hit record again. Here we go. All right. So for the, our listeners, though, you said you had a podcast. What's the name of your podcast again? Life's Checkmark. Life's Checkmark. And you started it, you said, for about a year you've been going? 
Yeah, since November last year, I'm around episode 64 right about now. So I'm slowly doing like two a week almost now because I got oh, so much of the backlog. Yeah, I got so much of a backlog. So I'm trying to push more out quicker. It's it's tough, but it's fun. Yeah. What's been uh, your favorite challenge of podcasting so far? Favorite challenge? That's that's a great question. It's learning all the AI stuff right now. To be honest with you, there's a lot out there, and I played with a whole bunch of different tools. And there's not one that seems to fit everything that I would want, right? So, you know, like I tried, I tried Descript and everybody's like, oh, I love that, you know, and it, it didn't, didn't jive with me for what I was looking for. So I'm playing around with another tool currently, the more put out there for Facebook posts and, you know, make everything more appealing in a way instead of me having to sit there and type everything out. Now I do reread really all, obviously, because it, yeah, because it doesn't pick everything up exact, you know. For instance, the ones I just did it says something about prisoner and stuff like that, and it just picked up the wrong language, so it had nothing to do with it. So you gotta be really careful. Yeah. So for the AI stuff, I use I use ChatGPT a little bit for you know just structuring show notes and stuff like that because in my brain it's all there. It's just putting it in order because otherwise I won't follow a script or anything like that. I'm terrible. I love these scripts. I'll be honest. I I do use it for. I, it's funny. I was using it before the AI stuff, and now they just introduced it. So I'm kind of not really using it too much. But yeah. I just found a great AI to AI tool for our YouTube channel that I use that reoptimizes our videos. So it like changes the descriptions a little bit, adds thumbnails, stuff like that. But it's funny because sometimes same thing. It'll pick up the wrong thing and do an entire episode description. I'm like, that's not even what the episode's about. It's wild. Like we we live in this crazy time. Like my wife, the producer of the show, producer Melanie, as we love to call her, she she uses Canva. She's huge on Canva. And she's so good at it. Like she can make an entire presentation in four and a half minutes. And I'm still sitting there going, "How do I add shapes?" But like they just added their AI tools to it too. And I'm like, I can't. It's too much. It's too way, much. way too much. But let's let's go back in time for your journey because it does start with losing a 20-year job and navigating divorce almost at the exact same time. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I had a job. So first of all, my ex-wife, I call her the, it's my kid's mother. I really don't want to call her ex-wife. That's just how I relate to her. Yeah, yeah. So we met when I was almost like 19 and she was like 15, 16-ish. And then that was it. So it was like, you know, for a while. We were dating and then we wound up getting engaged. You got married and then had the kids. So throughout the whole time, like 19 years old, I had this job and I held it for 20 years. I advanced a little bit in that, in that company and I always wanted out, right? I, I was like, yeah, I want out. So I, I was interested in real estate. I, I bought a few investment properties and I never really stayed focused. So I never really grew from that. Although that was like my, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, you know? 20 years, let's see, when it was around the COVID time. So it was about almost three years ago, I lost my job and it wasn't due to COVID. They just had another plant in another state and they said, oh, this one's doing better. This one's not doing as well. So they just shut our doors, right? And my position was I was in the logistics area. So I was focusing on shipping, receiving, making sure the guys underneath me, they had machines running with material all the time. So around October, prior to me leaving, I left around in May of the following year. Around October, production stopped. So yeah. I saw like almost 50 some people walk out the door around that time. Jeez. You know, 
Yeah, it was it was crazy because a lot of the guys were in the production area, you mm-hmm. know, and I had to stay there to focus on. Uh, I mean, basically, this place was four printing presses, maybe six or seven, eight slitters, which is they took a big roll and they cut it down to size. And it was, it was for food, foil and paper and stuff we were producing, printed. And we had, I mean, so the place is booming and then, and then we had to take it down to an empty shell, like literally it, nothing. So I was like one of the last three guys left to walk away and say, everything's gone. That was crazy. So uh, I looked at it as like a, an opportunity, a blessing in disguise. Right. You know, like I wanted something like this to happen. So I think not that I wanted that, but you know, it's like in my head, like, okay, this is like the push, right? You know, okay. What now? So I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, I, I knew some guy, he was in the insurance field and he's like, Oh, you're a great person. I'd love to take you on if you're interested. So, and I was, I was interested. And I explored that. I, I did that for almost six months or whatever. I got one client, which was fun, but the, it was the journey, I would call it, of learning a whole different avenue. Like I was never yep. in sales. I was never into trying to connect with people. I, I, I found my, I still find myself as a introvert. So I don't really went out there and connect and network or nothing. You know, I never, I never pursued that. That was, it was fun. It, it was a turning point for me. And, Unfortunately, at that time, I guess things shifted in my marriage that I had. And, you know, she wound up taking almost a full-time job. The kids were home every once in a while for COVID. And, you know, I was already out of a job. So I was fun with the kids, you know, when they were here. And, you know, I was I was focusing on what I was doing during the day. Even at night, I was trying to build something. And, you know, I still didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was still learning, right? You know, so I'm making YouTube videos. They're still up there. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't do that anymore with the insurance, but they're still up there. People will watch them and just, I'll leave them there if somebody can get some value out of it. But <clears throat> it turned out to a point, you know, where yes, I didn't provide some areas in my life that I should have. But I was, I was looking at the ultimate goal of like, this is where it can be if I just keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, somebody else probably didn't see that part and other things were happening on the other side. So anyways, long story short for the divorce part, it came to a point where I didn't see it coming. I had no idea. So in my eyes, there was some kind of uncommunicated, uncommunicated expectations, you know, where. I wasn't hearing anything. Nothing was, we never had these sit down discussions and unfortunately things unfolded. And when I found out things were not going as well as somebody wanted them to be, I, I went ahead. I stopped doing the insurance thing right away and I got another job eventually, you know, and it's not the one I have now, but it was something that gave me something. Right. So it wasn't that. Anyways, we got divorced. I mean, the, she brought the word up. So it was like in May of, I don't know, almost three years ago. I really don't mm-hmm. remember the exact date. It's a, it's, it's done, but it's been three years ago and I've come this May. And I'm just going to share with you the, like the process on my end of like yeah. how as a guy, you know, like I, I don't, I don't want to say I put somebody on a pedestal. I don't, you know, but I, I always remember dates. I always remember gifts, but you know, like that was me, like, you right. know, I, I was showing up in the, in the, in the marriage, in my eyes. Right. And so I, I, I want to join, I, I don't know if you listen to uh dad edge podcast or not. It's no. 
for, for men. So I listened to it a long time ago and then, and they, and then it came back up and it was like January of that year before she said something. And I connected with a few great guys that gone through some stuff or were going through it. So I was able to call them every once in a while. You know, I'm trying to figure shit out. So yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. curse away. But, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to figure it all out. Like I, mentally, emotionally, I, I lost it. I lost like 20, 20 pounds. I couldn't sleep at night, you know, and this was before even it even became a divorce word. Right. So I reached out to a guy that was in the group and, you know, he had this like little course that you call it mastering, think mastering masculinity or something, or somehow like bringing it back. Right. Okay. So it was like a four week course. And, you know, so I think it started like in April, the end of April. And it wasn't my intentions to become better, to make, to fix things or anything, but it was more for me to learn what might, I might have lost. Cause like, and he explained it, you know, I don't know, there's feminine and masculine in everybody. Right. Yeah. What's his name? Huh? What's his name? Jeremy. Okay. Because we just did an episode with a guy named Alan Watts. He calls, uh, he goes by the title, the love engineer. And he, same kind of concept, the masculine and feminine. I was like, I was about to say, if it was the same person that Uh, I would have, all world, but that's funny. That's awesome. There's so much of it out there now. Like I never, I never even heard of it. Right. So I'm like, what? So, but he explained it to me, like she probably took on a masculine role with the job and everything. And I took the feminine role taking care of the kids and stuff. And it made sense, right? It, it just, it just flip-flopped. And so anyways, I got to learn a little bit something about from what he had to share through that course and talking to these guys, it kind of got me to a point to like, cause I really didn't want anything to happen. I, I mentioned counseling, I mentioned all that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately somebody else didn't want it. It was too late whatever. And it got to the point where she said the word, I said, I'm done. I'm like, I'm tired of trying to figure it out, you mm-hmm. know? And so I was like in that state of relaxation in a way, you know, I wasn't, and I was able to sleep then, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was kind of weird, right? You know? Well, it's, it's that relief, you know, it's like yeah. we're, we're finally to finally be on the same page and not necessarily in the right way, but. Right. Right. So uh, Fortunately and unfortunately, in a, in a way, you know, I didn't want it for my, basically for kids. Yeah. Um, and I could dig into a little bit why, you know, on my end, but I, I, it was a blessing in disguise in a way, an opportunity. Cause now I start the podcast. I start connecting to all these people. I, I've been to places I've never would have been to probably if I was still married. You know, I wouldn't have got up and just, it, it, it was not me. You know, it was not me at the time, but I completely changed. I, I focus on a lot of areas in my life, but I, I'll come back to that if that's okay. I just yeah, want to, yeah. I just want to go back and find a little bit more, you know, because a lot of people in my, in my family, they were divorced and like, and I grew up like, I don't want this. Like, I don't want these people. I don't want to be divorced. I don't want to be that person. Right. So maybe I tried a little too hard to keep it together. I have no idea. Right. But there's one thing I found out when I was almost like 20, I moved out of the house. And, you know, it was me, my, my mom, my dad, and my sister. So my sister decided to go to the Navy. And so I was, I was, I left the house. She was leaving. And then, you know, we come to find out that my mom and my dad were divorced and we did not know. And they were divorced a long time ago and just decided to live with each other, try to make things work. And once in a while, I was told, 
you know, I, I remember a story that my dad told me, he, he passed, but he told me that, you know, I remember when you were eight, you asked me where my ring was. And I said, that's your mom. That's, that's and I'm your dad. That's all you need to know. And like that, that stuck with me. <laughs> and yeah. So, I mean, like I'm sharing this because I don't know if them staying together changed me and my sister for being raised and right. growing up. But, but looking back me at me now grown up, I'm like, I can only imagine all the misery and the pain and suffering they, they could have gone through oh, yeah. to try to stick it out just for kids, right? So that's how I'm looking at it too. Like I wouldn't want that on my kids if we were to try to make things work out. You know, I don't see that as a benefit to anybody. I'm not a professional in that area, you know, with the you know, but I, I just don't see it. So that so that's where, you know, growing up and not knowing that is kind of a, an odd thing. So with the Coming back to like the area part, you know, with me transforming in a sense, I, I focused first emotionally, right? I had to figure out how am I going to make this work in a three bedroom home? You know, I'm still here, right? In a yeah. three bedroom home with all this noise and stuff and, you know, and coming home and, you know, dinner or whatever's made or whatever it was. And, and it's not, it's not the same anymore. So, right. you know, most of the time my house is empty. And, you know, I didn't have a dog at the time, so I didn't get, get her until probably years, almost a year ago. And it was different. So I had to take that in. I had to take in the silence. And, and for me, I had to accept that this is what life is right now mm-hmm. and things will get better, you know, and slowly things changed for me. So I got the job I have now after we got divorced or the, after the word came up and then Obviously, paperwork to file after I got this job, but anyways, <laughs> that but that became like an opportunity that and so and that was like a blessing in disguise. And so I I I just learned since then, since going through all this, to start accepting these opportunities, not not just like push people away every once in a while. So I did that area right, and and I want to say like you know I started a morning routine, I started meditating, writing in the journal every once in a while. I never. That never became a thing in mind, but it was there if I needed it. Right. And uh, <clears throat> I started to listen to YouTube videos, you know, for, you know, motivation, whatever the build, people that build you up, they're all at my lead, let's around all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But it, it's, it was good. It was uplifting in a way to keep going, keep moving forward. And, and then every once in a while you hear that they'll mention divorce or something. You're like, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Hey, I, they're talking about me. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Like we they got know. this. <laughs> But that helped me in that area. And for whatever reason, I listened, to, I, I listened to a podcast and I forget who it was or whatever, but the guy said, you know, just wake up and start saying thank you. And he's like, it's, it's really hard to do, you know, to make it a habit. But once you keep going, you know, it, it sticks. So I started saying thank you. It took a while. Yes. The, and the thank you was pretty much for being alive and to appreciate your life and to keep moving forward in, in my eyes. That's how I looked at it. So I don't know how long it took for me to do this, but it, it worked. And then eventually sometime in January of this pet of this year, actually, I started saying, thank you, God. Right. And that was never a thing of mine. I never really went to church. I, you know, when I was a kid sometimes, but not yeah, as often. And so, you know, the whole spiritual thing started coming to me where I, I'm like, I don't get this. This isn't, this isn't me, right? This is different. So what is this? 
So, you know, I reach out to a friend and, you know, he's like, oh, maybe you're just like exploring. And he goes to church and stuff, you know, so yeah, no push, no nothing. He's just like, look, if you want, you can come to the church, check it out. He recommended a Bible that he had, which I don't print anymore. So I found one on eBay. So I, I bought that. It's, it's, it's a Bible made for fathers to translate it to their kids or something. So wow. yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's like simple in English. So I can understand oh, it. Just it. <laughs> as, as a kid who, I don't want to say force, force is a terrible word, highly right. motivated and taken to church every week. Ironically enough, that was also part of my parents' divorce. My, okay. we, I was, my father's side is Catholic. My mother's side is Lutheran. So we were raised Lutheran, but we went to a church that was close to my dad. So on the alternating weekends, my dad would drop us off at church and my mom would meet us there. And like, that was part of their, their setup, which I never really realized as a kid, but you know, growing up, religion was one of those things we had to do. And it's funny, I'm more interested in learning about religion now as an adult on my own leisure than I ever was when I was forced to wear my button up shirt, go, <laughs> go to Sunday school. Like we did the whole thing, Sunday school, confirmation, like the whole nine. And part of that was my parent was like, both my parents were like, once you get confirmed, it's on you. I'm like, that's a lot of responsibility for a 13 year old to decide religion right now. But it, it's just funny you bring that up because obviously we're talking about divorce and we're talking and now religion. And I'm like, oh, and this is this is why I knew I knew we were going to have a good conversation. But anyway, yeah, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. Keep going. No, you're you're per perfectly fine. So, yeah, so I started reading the Bible at home. I still read it once in the morning to every every day, you know, basically I've been books, whatever they call it. I still, you know, I don't figure it all out. But <clears throat> so I just do that just to take it in. I've been praying since I've been going to church almost every week, not every week, but you know, when I started, I'm like, look, I'm going three, three months in a row, like every week. And I miss one, I think due to the weather or car breakdown, or something, I think. So that's, that's become a thing in mind too. It's like not trying to push myself to do something for three months to make it like a habit or something or, or become really good at something like that. So I, I do take my kids because I have them on Sundays and you know, it's a struggle sometimes because it's early and, but they, you know, they're accepting it. I don't push them as much as to sit with me. They don't want to do the Sunday school thing. They're all, they're, that's not for me. Sometimes they'll sit with me, you know, at church and watch everything going on. Or there's a lobby that I'm like, look, you're here. But you're going to go out there. They can watch it on the screen and stuff yeah. and listen to it. I say, look, just take something in and tell me what you've learned, you know, and that's what's been happening recently. I'm okay with that. Again, I'm not pushing them. You know, just, just come with me. And if they, if they want to believe or whatever in life, that's up to them. That's their choice. You I know? like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, they're there. So I'm like, there was one day we missed because my daughter didn't get up in time. I'm like, look, it's okay. You know, not a problem. You know, and of course she's upset, but you know, things happen. I'm not, I wasn't too worried about it. But so that, that's been a big game changer for me spiritually. So, you know, I'll, lately I've been trying to pray more at night too and just run through my day. Like, thank you for this day. You know, this is what happened. I do have a vision board. So I kind of run through that as well, you know, and just pray on what my vision is. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I, the other area for me was the fitness part. So I, I, I had the whole. I don't, maybe some, somebody was watching me way back when, right? So where I was at, you know, working 20 years, 
somebody had a gym set in their basement and you know they were they were into lifting and they were like oh we're moving to carolina but nobody wants to take this equipment and at the time i had a cargo van you know the you know the ones that nobody oh, yeah. likes oh yeah. <laughs> yeah watch out for that guy driving that van it's scary why does he have puppies what <laughs> that's right that's exactly. yeah that was me. No, I, I, I'm like, look, if nobody takes it, I, you know, let me know. I have a cargo van and I have a room in the basement and I'll grab it for you. So I did. I wound up getting it for nothing and I sat in the basement. I really never went to town with it until everything happened here with the divorce. I worked out probably five days a week, you know, trying to get, do it on my own, you know, and, you know, I had the time and everything. I got results, but I didn't get the results I wanted. So January came. I met somebody through an entrepreneur group and, you know, I hired them as my trainer and I, now I do it three times a week and, you know, I, I'm happy with where I'm at. You know, I can watch what I'm eating more often. So that's changed a lot for me too. And that, I, I mean, I recommend that to any guy just because it's more for mentality as well. Oh yeah. You know, it, yeah. It gets the aggression out of you, the, any depression, you know, whatever you got going on in life. If, it, if it's really getting to you, it definitely cleans it up a little bit. That's actually what I was doing right before. Like I same thing. So when my wife and I moved into our current home, right before COVID, we moved in in like 2019, like right, like when they were just talking about this new coronavirus. <laughs> and we moved in and there were two caveats. Whatever house we were looking at, we needed she needed a spare room for her library and office. And I wanted a fully done basement. Those were the two things that we were looking for more than anything. We didn't care how many bathrooms there were. We didn't care about anything else. Just those were the two things top of the list. So I managed to get not only a fully done basement, but there's one room for my entire podcast setup, like the whole studio. And then the other room is like a leisure room with my entire weight set. I love working out at home. I'm a very big proponent for it. I went through a lot of issues with, with body image and feeling certain ways and just you know, it's, it's been a long road for me in that regards. But I first, when I first started working out, it was purely for the aesthetic. It was purely like, I want to look like this, like, I want to look like Brad Pitt from fight club. Like that's what, <laughs> like, that's the ideal male form. And then it was, well, I want to work out now. I'm finally at a point where I work out because I want to be able to provide physically for my family. Like if I'm not taking care of myself, how am I going to take care of anybody else? And also, yeah, to, to release that stress that to feel like just get that aggression out. Just like take it all out on the on the mats and then go and about the rest of my day. I love it. So it, you know, same thing. It's funny that you bring it up because my basement gym is literally right around the corner from my podcast setup. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That, and that's the best thing to have, right? Instead of just going out down the road or whatever and trying to get to the gym and, you know, it, it's kind of like right there. Other people like to hang their clothes on them or whatever I'm told, but... Well, that's why my wife wanted a Peloton. Uh, she was like, I want the Peloton bike. I was like, no, we're not getting the $4,000 bike with the membership just for it to turn into a coat rack. She's like, it's not going to turn into a coat rack. I was like, okay, <laughs> but here we are. So it sounds like you went through a lot of transformative steps after all this happened, you know, from, from changing the way that you work out and eat and also religion and, you know, starting a podcast and listening to more motivational stuff. Where are you at now? Yeah. So great question. I, <clears throat> I've joined network groups, entrepreneur groups. I've been to a mastermind back in November and slept under the same roof with almost 40 people, you know, di all different rooms, but still, I mean, it was just the environment to be around these people that are kind of being, you know, allow you to be who you are and lift you up and move you forward. And, you know, I met so many people, which now they, 
some of them have come on the podcast and said that's awesome it is awesome so there's that going on working on building a course with helping other people you know start a podcast and keep going because I find people that started and then they fall off and then they come back or people that don't know how to start and that, you know, what's the best mic out there. I'm like, come on. But- it's funny because like you, you talk to people who want to start a podcast and you know, we, we've done a few episodes like, cause our show MF uncensored is topical and also interview based. We, we bounce around between the two, depending on how many interviews I have scheduled for the month. But like we've done episodes about how like we started our podcast. We started our podcast. The multiverse fan cast was our first show and it's still going on. Still, still something that we do more uh, leisurely, but we started in a giant room. Like I, I kid you not at a job that my buddy and I worked at with one blue Yeti snowball microphone. And if you listen to our first episode, which is still one of our most listened to episodes, which is hilarious, it is atrocious. <laughs> it literally sounds like we're in the middle of a freeway and you can kind of hear what we're saying, but it is it's it's rough. But and then it was like, all right, well, we recorded. Now what? We had no clue. Like, how do we find a hosting site? How do we do this? Like, it's it's wild. And I think having people out there that want to encourage other podcasters, because podcasting is a very saturated market right now. Everybody and their grandma has a podcast at this point. I remember I used to have to explain what a podcast was. Like, and people would be like, what's a podcast? I'm like, it's like an internet radio show. They're like, you're on the radio? No, the internet. And now uh, we were watching the most recent Ghostbusters movie, and there's a character named podcast in it. I'm like, that's where we are now. Like, people know what they are. So, like, for you, if somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, I want to start a podcast, what's kind of like, can you kind of walk me through what your process would be? Yeah, first, why? You know, what what's going to make you do it? And the other, the other big thing is, I question is, if nobody listens to it, would you keep going? You know, because that's, that's, to me, that's the key, right? But I'm, I'm loving what I do because I get to network and connect with all these people. But if nobody's listening, will you keep going? And for me, the answer is yes, because, you know, I'm enjoying it a, a lot. Now there's people listening. I know that, but a lot of people will say, I'm, I'm just starting because I want to, I want to monetize this thing. I want to make money. And, you know, I, you know, that's not the case. Like it, it doesn't, that doesn't happen overnight. Now people, make money because they already have a big name for themselves. And then they go, Oh, I'm sorry, podcast. And then they have all these likes and then whatever. Uh-huh. Right. So I, I would first start thinking that out that, you know, it's not all going to happen overnight, you know, be prepared. And it's going to, it takes time. It takes work. I am currently doing it by myself. And, you know, like I shared with you, I, I do use AI, which has been recently, you know, that's, that's new. It's all new stuff. So you can get a team, you can pay for it. If you have money, you know, but I think learning it and then maybe handing it off later would be something to do. And then the other thing would be, you know, we could talk, you know, where it's audio, video, you know, like we had this little discussion in the beginning. I, I think if anything, do both. That way you have both ready to go. And if you ever just want to just, you, you have the video available and then you could broadcast it out if you want when you're on them for, but at least you have it. That's how I look at it. I, and I'll be honest with you. I've seen more growth on my end with the videos right now as well, especially with YouTube, like it, like you were talking about earlier. And I don't know why, but man, if that's what people want to watch, listen to, whatever, man, go for it. But I, I do know YouTube's picking up with the podcasting world real quick. Oh, yeah. So I've noticed that. The other 
Another quick thing I would share would be to connect with other podcasters. And that for the simple fact of finding out what they do, you know, their strategies, not everything. I mean, they're all going to be different. And, you know, because they're all going to be different in a way. Like I might be posting more on YouTube than on TikTok or whatever, right? And somebody, you know, you got to figure out your social media platform too, that if you want to advertise there, which one will it be? You know, I, I play with a whole bunch of them. And you have to stick with one or two, you know, and, and be really good at it and let that be your, that's your baby, you know, and learn it inside and out. I'll share real quick the, the AI stuff. I found no tools unless you found them where you can take your video, share it to any platform you want, but you can go ahead and edit the way that you want it on that platform. It, it does not have, I have not found it because I, you can, it, I found uh, one. There was one called Repurpose, and yes. it, was, it was pretty good, but it, it didn't have the editing. It, it was basically you had to put your thing there first, and then it would repurpose it out. It, it's funny, because that and that's the biggest problem. And I think it's also kind of a scam. Like All these companies kind of know that, that's hey, true. somebody wants to take this video, put it into this, and then have it do all these things. No, we'll have this one do this, and this one do this, and $15 a month per, per platform. Like, right. That's right. It, it sucks. Like, and unfortunately, AI, as great as it is for certain things, it's still, it's not always going to catch the right stuff. And I've used AI for, for article help. I've used it for like all sorts of things. I've tried chat, chat GPTs, like premium features, which are okay. But then that was the thing. I wanted one that did everything. And chat GPT was like, hey, we're introducing plugins. I'm like, oh, cool. So it's like, hey, perfect article. Like you type in and it writes it out for you cool, get that. And then it's like, well, you have five articles and then you have to start paying for our service. I'm like, I'm already paying for a service. I can't. And for the most part, like I have a team of, of co-hosts, but when it comes to like doing all the behind the scenes stuff, it's usually on me, which is fine. Cause I actually strangely enjoy doing most of it. But yeah, unless you have like the money to set up a team or, or something like that. Like I looked into YouTube aut automation where basically it's like you hire a team and they create YouTube videos for you. And I was like, all right, let me look into this. So I I, I met with a guy who does it and he's like, all right, so it, it, you would need to start up like five grand. I'm like, and this conversation's so dumb. <laughs> if I had five grand to piss away on YouTube, I wouldn't be trying to piss money away on YouTube. But it, it's funny because like with all these great technological stuff, it's still, they're still not the perfect creator one which is wild to think like you would think that that would be their market to get the, the creators like even like your twitch streamers and your youtube stars your podcasters like people that do because podcasting is now a medium that is spread to all sorts of places it's not just purely apple podcasts and that was it so yeah we're, we're still years away i think from getting the the perfect editing ai yeah even if we ever get that right so with with the whole youtube thing repurpose like now that YouTube, you can link your clips to your full episode if you do it in YouTube. You can't do that in purpose. You can't do that in any other other sites I've ever tried. So like that's the little stuff that you want. And if you can't find it, you, you gotta have to just stick with going on TikTok or or uh, YouTube and, and using their tools because they make it that way. You know, yep. it's just the way it is. Yeah, it's just like Facebook. Like I I can post something on Facebook online on the computer. Unless you guys know something I don't know, it doesn't go to Instagram right away, right? Yeah. It's a, but if you do it on your app, you know, you can have it go right. Yeah. So, so it's like, 
Yeah, we got you. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that it's was stuff that, like that. That was my biggest issue with video because I would record. I have a very nice Mac computer that does it all. It has all my editing stuff. But then trying to get it from here to my phone, I was like, it's like a process. Like I have to first get the clips, put the clips together, put them onto a Google Drive, then pull them onto my phone, then send them, and then delete them off my phone because now my storage is getting too high. (laughs) You know, repurpose was fine for that sort of stuff because you linked your accounts and it did it for you. But I don't know. It just, it wasn't for me. And again, I'm spending money, like all this money. Like our podcast has gone through really cool waves of success. Like we have less than 100 episodes and we're up to 13,000 downloads, which is awesome. This show is the one that we started most recently about a year or two ago. So like, it's been a wild ride. It got sponsored for a while. Like we, we were very grateful for our, our good friend, Neil, who uh, sponsored the show when it first started to get it going. And we had a publicist, like we had the whole nine and then just it, it got overwhelming. It got exceptionally overwhelming. So like when I talk to people who want a podcast, I go, it's great when things are going really well, but it can, you can get burnt out so quick. And that's why like we had to take a step back at one point and we're like, all right, Let's reevaluate what our show is going to be, where we're like, as much as I would love to do this full time, it got to a point where this became a full time job on top of a full time job. And I was like, yeah. I can't. It's too much. No, I hear you. But I, but I enjoy it just like you do, like with the editing part. You know, I, I enjoy that too. I'm like, I got to make this right. This looks good. This feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, it's my favorite. I don't, it's, it's exciting. Like it, it's, it's creating. And I think that. As we get older, our imagination goes away and like our ability to create goes away. So if you can find any sort of creative outlet, we make fun of like adults that like use their imagination. You don't use your imagination after the age of 12. Like (laughs) they don't call it that. Then you're just being crazy. But I say that your imagination just shifts and becomes something different. Like it becomes something creative. And if you, you know, write or journal or, or create podcasts or edit, like it's awesome. I have a blast taking a conversation that resonates with me, like knock on wood, I've never had, I've had one bad interview, one bad. And that was more a language barrier and a technology barrier. Those two things kind of hit hard on that one. But like to take what's happening while I'm speaking to somebody and then try and present it to the world. It's awesome. Like, I love it. And trying to just catch that passion. And some people are really good at it. And then some people not so good at it, but it is. You know, it is what it is, but we are getting towards the end of our episode. So at the end of every episode, we do like to play a little game. If you're interested, it is a rapid fire question segment where I pick four or five questions and I try and tailor them to whoever I'm speaking with and just rattle off answers. If you're interested, see what happens. (laughs) All right. What is a book or podcast that has influenced your journey? Uh, The book is the four agreements. The four. I have it. It's upstairs. Yep. My my first job gave it to me. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Let's see. If life's check mark had a tagline, what would it be? Check your life. Perfect. It it literally wrote itself. <laughs> Let's see. We already asked one piece of advice for aspiring podcasts. What's a memorable guest or episode from your own podcast? That's a great question. There's a lot of them. The one I bring up a lot is the woman that she was around 47. She had multiple personalities. And she didn't realize she still had them at, until something came up around that age. And she was able to see all these people. And she had, I think she had four of them that she had to get rid of. And she, oh, wow. and she, she claimed she you know, cleared herself out and, you know, is living a happy life now. But they were all stemmed from her past back when she was a child. 
And she gave him labels and numbers because that was the age that they popped up for whatever reason in her life. Yeah. So it, it was pretty wild, you know, and I met her through a Facebook group. Like I had no idea who she was, you know, and it was, it was, it was amazing. And, and there's plenty more besides that one, but that was that you want a quick rapid fire answer. There it is. That's really, you know, I'm actually going to message you after this and I'm going to ask for that episode specifically because now I want to listen to it. <laughs> and what is your favorite a- outdoor activity that you use to recharge? Hiking. Hiking. You're big. Yeah. You're in Pennsylvania. Of course, you're a big hiker. Yeah, yeah, it's great. What else I there to do in Pennsylvania? <laughs> but you know, it's funny because I, when I was working at my first job, I worked at a martial arts school, and we did retreats down in Pennsylvania. And I remember just driving through it. I'm like, this is like the nicest place to just drive through. Like, it's so <laughs> it's just so rural and so nice. But that is going to wrap us up, John. Thank you so much. If our listeners want to learn more about you or hear some of your stuff, where are some of the places they can go? I mean, they can check out my YouTube channel. I, you know, it's. Life's checkmark, you know, is the channel. I also have Facebook, which I sent you the links. It'd be easier to just share all that stuff. So and you can find me mostly on Facebook if you want to chat, you know, with Messenger or whatever, or my email's available, John Emily at 33 at gmail.com. And all that stuff will be in the descriptions for you guys. Check it out. And uh, yeah, make sure you check out John's stuff. I, mean, I already want to listen to that one episode about the, the multiple. <laughs> right. You know, it's funny because I work at a job now where I have time on the road. Like I'm, I travel a lot for it. So listening to podcasts, especially people that I've talked to is I try not to listen to other podcasters podcasts if I'm going to have them on the show first, just so I'm totally fresh because then I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to cater to their show style, but I love listening to podcasters after I've talked to them and then having them back on to talk about their show more. So just throwing that your way, just so you gotcha. Awesome. But John, thank you so much for coming on. This was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Right. Hey guys, it's Paul and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands. And the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast, maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. You're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. And welcome back, everyone. We want to thank you guys for listening. That episode was a lot of fun. John and I really clicked, and afterwards, we we kept on talking, and you know, he's been such a big supporter. If you are on any of our social media, he's always very quick to like our stuff. We still message every once in a while. In fact, a lot of the guests that I've spoken to, I referred over to John because his podcast, Life's Checkmark, is fantastic. So make sure you guys check it out on YouTube and make sure you guys leave a comment saying that you heard him here on our show or you saw him on our show. And speaking of which, make sure you guys also head over to our YouTube channel, which has been recently monetized. We were having so much fun. If you guys want to see the actual video to this episode, it's up there as as well as a bunch of throwback episodes, 
episodes and new stuff. We just moved Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures to a video format too. So we're really excited. So make sure you guys go over to YouTube, type in the Misfit Faction Media Network, like, comment, subscribe. We also want to do a big thanks to Taja AI for helping us get there. If anybody has ever tried to do content creation, it is not easy. And we managed to find a lot of success using Taja to optimize our videos. And now we're making money from YouTube. So make sure you guys check out the link in our bio below or link in the description on our YouTube channel and you'll see a a free trial for our members only. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.